tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Recorded live. And hello, everybody. Still dealing with technical difficulties, so there's no intro today. But this is the Weekday Warriors of Wrestling. I'm Eric Clancy, joined, as always, by Mr. Patrick Kelly. Uh, you doing all right, pal? I'm doing great. How about you, man? You've got a lot of good things going on for you right now, especially in the world of sports. Well, yeah. I mean, I just got back from Disney, so that's a little sad. You know, I prefer to be there. but um, <laughs> We all uh, prefer to be there. Sure, sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm happy with my Mets. Hopefully we'll, fingers crossed, get to the World Series tonight. We'll see. And then the Jets have a big game against the Patriots. So, yeah, lots of good stuff. You know, one of those good things, Patrick, um, or the one of those things that wasn't so good was uh, professional wrestling <laughs> two nights ago. Um, since I, It is Wednesday. Yes, it is Wednesday. Um, that Raw show. Yeah, um, I'm not even really sure what to say. It felt like they were desperate for ratings. So, hey, let's parade every old guy we possibly can out there to generate some kind of interest and then ultimately do nothing with them. So nothing happened. Well, you know, Patrick, you're right. They they sacrificed the integrity of the show for ratings. But at the end of the day, at least they got the ratings, right? At least they hit big numbers with, with, with all those returns, though, right? I, I don't know what the ratings were. I didn't even check. Oh, well, I, that would have been much funnier if you had known that. The ratings were the lowest they've been in 18 years. <laughs> For a non-holiday, non-whatever um, uh, Raw, these are the non-pull lowest. Non-pull moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, these are the lowest they've been since, like, the mid-'90s. So, Jesus. you know, I, and you, when you're Vince McMahon, you've got to be scratching your head because, how how could this possibly have happened? I mean, what 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 are we doing? Uh, this we put all these guys in there, and they stood in the ring and did nothing, and then there you go. And you at the beginning of the show when you said, "Hey, they brought all these guys back and didn't do anything with them," were you expecting anything different? I mean, whenever whenever they bring anyone back. And I'm talking about the same, like, three they trot out, which would be Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, and The Undertaker. They don't do anything. Shawn Michaels will, like, cut some shitty promo where he forgets his lines halfway through like he did tonight. Flair will, like, dance around or so. They don't. They never do anything of consequence because they can't. They're mm-hmm. fucking 900 years old. So you, they never do anything. This was the same company that had The Rock's birthday party, and it was a two-hour show of, like, hey, look at all this stuff about The Rock, and that was it and there was nothing of any consequence. Compare that to how Game of Thrones ends their season or, you know, how a a Breaking Bad episode goes. Like, shit happens. Like, I don't know why I'm watching this stuff anymore. You, You sit down and it doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. And I'm watching this show and just, like, scratching my head, what the fuck are they doing? Like, you look at this Shawn Michaels, Seth Rollins segment, 
what does that help anyone in any semblance of any world? Like, it, it doesn't help Seth in, in any fashion. It doesn't help Sean because uh, he's 800 years old and he adds nothing to the show. And it's not entertaining, so it wasn't like, well, you know, it'll be entertaining, but it'll hurt one of them. It's just like, what the fuck are they doing? I have no idea. And in the three weeks leading up to this, or maybe longer, I don't know, I lost count, um, I felt like I was watching the same exact episode every single week where, you know, Wilfred Kane's around, screws with Seth, then Demon King comes out and beats him up. And that was literally the show for like four or five weeks or something. And I, just the repetitive nonsense that goes on on this show. And finally they broke that streak with this episode, but it, it wasn't any better, unfortunately. Well, it's like, what am I, what is the main conflict of this show? The authority is like, oh, Seth, you need to prove yourself. I swear to fucking God, they have him prove himself every episode, and then he never does it. So it's like, why are we watching? And, and like, it, it's it's insane. It's fucking insane like every week they're like oh you gotta beat you gotta beat someone so then he beats dean ambrose and they're like oh you gotta beat uh, brock lesnar so then he like doesn't do that so they're like oh you gotta beat john Cena. And then he does that but he didn't do it good enough so that, and now he like has lost like uh, i think the stats are since SummerSlam, he's lost 18 of his 20 matches or something something insanely ridiculous it's just like what is the fucking point like is this your build to a Triple H Seth Rollins match? Because it's not compelling. It's not good. It's not interesting in any way. It's just, well, yeah, we'll make the champion look like shit and then feed him to Triple H. That's how you do it. I, I mean, I get, I, I get their perspective. Like, I understand that they're trying to make him a chicken shit heel. Like, I get it. And I've heard all the things backstage where Triple H is like, he reminds me of Edge, so we're going to book him like Edge. I want to point out that Edge was not booked really well for the majority of his career. And just because... No. People liked Edge out of spite of, of how he was booked. Doesn't mean it's a good idea. No, I, I, I understand the chicken shit heel. I fucking get it. But basically, this is the character you've painted for Seth Rollins. He's the champion. He's theoretically your best wrestler because he's the champion. He's afraid of seemingly every opponent they put in front of him and upset every time he has to wrestle a match, even though wrestling is his job. And then he fucking can't, and I guess he can beat people clean occasionally, but he's just so ineffectual. And contrast this to when he was in the Shield and when they were all in the Shield, and even though they were heels, they just beat people. And like I, to me, it's just like, like I guess... They're doing this. Well, he should be successful. If you want to make him a chicken shit, okay, that's fine, but he should be able to yes. come out looking good. Like, he should win, and you should be pissed off that he's winning because he's such a dirty, rotten, no good, whatever, whatever. But he just gets his ass kicked all the time, so where's the money in that? Where's the, where's the intrigue? Why should I even follow this story if I know it's just going to be, you know, Wiley Coyote getting blown up every week. I, I don't yeah, care. and it's so funny you reference that because I, I was thinking Wiley Coyote when I was watching the show. Um, you you know, I'm not feeling sorry for him. Yeah, well, that's and that's it. And it's funny because if Vince is like, you know, doing a Wiley Coyote thing, Mel Blanc had a had a uh, manifesto of how the show should go, and 
people like joke and say, oh, you know, you, you, you get sympathetic for Wile E. Coyote. You're supposed to be sympathetic for Wile E. Coyote. Wile E. Coyote is the protagonist of that show. The Roadrunner is the villain. Like, it, it, it's, it's been said in how they wrote, wrote the show. You know, they're very careful. The Roadrunner could never cause harm to Wile E. Coyote. Uh, by his own actions. It had to be Wiley, like, setting up his own tracks. But Wiley, you're from his point of view. So it's always funny that, like, Vince and people that try to do that shit, like, never understood. He was the fucking protagonist fighting the uphill battle. And they never... He he wasn't going home happy every week. Holy shit, do I hate that term. Um, Have you ever seen The Great Race? um, Is that when um, Speedy Gonzalez and Roadrunner race? No, I, I know what you're talking about, but no, there's a movie with Jack Lemmon where he plays a very Wiley e. Coyote, Daffy Duck style character where they paint him as the quote unquote villain, but he's a failure. So ultimately you wind up rooting for him to win the race. And that's kind of how the movie plays out. And you're right. Vince just doesn't understand that. I, I guess. I don't know. It's funny that he's always like, we tell stories. I'm like, you really don't tell any stories. You you just, I mean, that's not fair. He does tell stories. It's just the same story with no beginning, middle, and end, and it's every week. Um, so, fuck, where do I even begin here? Um, you know, yeah, you know, going back to what you were saying about uh, Seth Rollins needing to be successful, and that was the difference. Like, if you want, like, Ric Flair or Shawn Michaels, if you want to put that... Or even Honky Tonk Man, for God's sake. Sure, yeah, or like Rock's like original Intercontinental title run. If you want to go to those guys as as your um, your basis, the fact is they always won. They cheated their asses off, and they like, but they never got their comeuppance until the very end. And that's the thing. Like to, to this day, Vince does not understand it, and it's like if he's getting his comeuppance every day, it's not fucking comeuppance anymore. It's just a thing that happens and he's a loser and that's it. Like, that's what you're writing and that's what you're showing on TV. It's this thing where, like, we always talk about it's do as I say, not as I do. And, you know, I, I, it just, I, I can't get over it. And that interaction between the two of them was such a fucking microcosm of all the things that are wrong. It was untruthful. As Shawn Michaels said, I never tried to be anyone else. The fuck you didn't. You modeled your career after Ric Flair, so shut the fuck up. Like, I, I always love when they're uh, when they're like, well, you know, yeah, it's right, but I actually, and it's, it's just bullshit. And I never wanted to be the second company. Of course you did. You did. Everybody wanted to be the second something to get in the business. It's just don't let it define your career. And the idea that, that um, you know, that they just fucking gloss over that is so enraging. Um, and then Seth Rollins is such a loser that the techs in the back won't even play his music. And it's, oh, my God. It's just like this, this is the guy you're promoting. Like, it, it's so odd to me because Vince, we talked about thing. It. It's the guy they're promoting. They obviously like Seth. That's the thing. Yeah, um, it's we not malicious. About... It's just they're really stupid. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I, you know, what's that old saying? Don't attribute to malice that which can be explained by ignorance or stupidity. And, like, yeah, that's Seth Rollins' entire career. Yeah, it, it's, it's well, not his entire career. Well, but his, I, his entire main event run, let's say that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's just like – it's just so odd to me that Vince runs his company at times like a television show and at times like a wrestling company, but he does them at the exact worst ways. Like, so if you're Vince McMahon and 
you have a television show, you don't want to do it so the good guys win and that's the end of the show because there's, there's no reason for me to tune it anymore. If, if the Starks kill the Lannisters and the dragons burn the ice creatures, then we're like, okay, cool, that's fine. Uh, I'm good. Everything's solved and done. We can go home. I don't need to watch anymore. Everything's been accomplished. If fucking Vince McMahon ends almost every one of his shows like that. And it's just like, oh, my God. And people will defend it. They'll say, oh, it's sending people home happy. No, it's sending people home with a conclusion and no reason to tune in the next week. The story's over. It was not a very good story. It only lasted for one episode, but it's fucking over. So the – and then on the other side, so he runs his, his TV shows like, like a wrestling company, and then he runs his wrestling company like a fucking – like, I don't know. He runs his, his arena stuff not like a wrestling company. Seth Rollins is going to be on your house shows. He's going to be there. Shawn Michaels is not. Brock Lesnar is not. The Undertaker and Stone Cold Steve Austin are not. Who should you be worrying about making look like a star? The guy who's going to be there all the time and is essentially your main character of your television show, or these guys who just show up once in a while so you can make them happy and they can come back at WrestleMania and you can act like that popped a buy right as opposed to the fact that it's just a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, CM Punk talked about that same exact thing, uh, his legendary podcast from almost a year ago. Um, we used to say that exact same thing, uh, close to it uh, anyway, when WCW Nitro was imploding and they were doing everything wrong to possibly uh, continue the existence of that company. And, and WWE is just following suit, and I just don't understand it. I don't understand how they got locked into this mindset that the part-timers are the only ones that are stars. I, I, I don't know how they did that. And John very, Cena and the part-timers are the only ones that matter. It's very odd because it's like, I, I feel like, you know, years ago, I, I would say from like 94 to – I guess 2001, 2002, they were of the mindset that whoever we have is the best guy ever. And it was like, okay, you know, that could suck occasionally because you you bring in guys from other companies and they get job the fuck out to, to your top star. So, you know, that kind of sucked. But at the same time, they were promoting their guys as the best. Now it's like, no, 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 no. You, you know why Like everybody thinks the Attitude Era was super great? I mean, there was a lot of stuff that happened they were famous. It's because WWE tells you this era sucks all the time. They tell you it every day. They're like, these guys suck compared to the old guys. Am I right? And everybody else is just like, yeah, yeah, they're terrible. And it's like, what the fuck? What do you do? What's more valuable to you? Attitude Era DVDs and that shitty Monday Night War show on the network? Or your current stars and making sure that you're viable into the future. That's why your ratings are plunging because you tell us each and every week how shitty everyone is. And I'm wondering, when are we going to get to that point where you can't bring back the attitude of our guys anymore and the current crop of guys, they can't get the nostalgia pushes because nobody gives a shit about them. Yeah, no, I, I have thought about that. There's those, there will be that tipping point. It'll be like, you know, you'll have – It'll probably be like someone like Punk or someone, something that you like, or like Daniel Bryan, someone that they didn't like totally fuck up with, and then they'll have those. Because, you know, it's not like they bring back like every dude. They bring back like the major ones. So, unfortunately, I think it's a, a cycle that perpetuates, and I'm sure you'll see like, you know, who knows, like, you know, 2019, 41-year-old CM Punk come out and, and bury, I don't know, whoever's up there at that point. And you're just like, oh, God, really? It continues? Um so yeah, it, it's just 
it's so disheartening. This show is just like fucking Randy Orton's missing and and <laughs> Sasha Banks and Naomi losing this inconsequential tag match to Nikki Bella and, and Alicia Fox and the Divas. I think make all it. the matches. Every time I see a tag match on Raw, I just assume the outcome doesn't matter because it doesn't. It doesn't. It, 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 there's no purpose to it. Like, you know, you and I used to, like, lament years ago, and we did it on a podcast with Al Snow, just how, like, formulaic tag matches were and stuff. And now it's not even like, it doesn't even fucking matter if they're formulaic, because it's just like, nothing means anything, ever. Like, you know, and, and it, God, it's just like, I can't wait till Lucha Underground comes back so I can have, like, a bunch of trios matches where, like, everything means everything, and you're just like, holy shit, this is the most important thing ever. I mean, it felt like, it honestly feels like, like, Lucha Underground, just now that we don't have it, not that we didn't realize how great it was when we have it, but, like, now that it's not there and there's, like, nothing good, I mean, I know there's NXT, but, I mean, let's be honest, ladies and gentlemen, NXT is not as good as Lucha Underground. I mean, I will say that. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> Like, like I, Not I really think Lucha Underground. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Lucha Underground is is pretty flawless, and I like NXT. But there's things about NXT that remind you of the main roster occasionally, and you could see, you know, the benefits coming from the fact that it's an hour, and you know, it's it's like Raw's fucking three hours. What else are they gonna do? You know, and yeah. it's just like, oh, holy shit, these matches. Like, does it? Like, Mark Henry is a jobber, which is fine, but, like, so they get the importance of squash matches and establishing stuff, but they're just like, no, we we can't commit. Oh, I don't even know what I'm fucking talking about anymore. It's such a, it was such an embarrassing show. And then they at the end, they do the Wyatt Family kind of shield, and it's like, why even tease anyone? Like, what the fuck is the point? Like, yeah, oh, how Rollins, did, we, did I miss something? How did we get from point A to point B on that one? It just, Seth Rollins needed to prove himself. So he goes out there and then doesn't prove himself. Like, what the fuck am I watching? Okay, here's my whole thing with Seth Rollins, and this is, we've already talked about this, about how poorly they booked their guys. He's the fucking champion. He's the number one guy by default. He shouldn't have to go out there and fucking kill himself every week just because some old guy gets in his face and says, oh, I don't know, I don't think you're the man yet. It's like, he's got the fucking belt. He is the man. Shut up. Remember the, Remember when everybody kept coming back to CM Punk and they're like, you haven't proved yourself till you beat John Cena in these specific circumstances. And he's like, I beat John Cena. He's like, yes, but you didn't do it this way in this manner. And then he's like, okay, I did that. And they're like, no, 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 it wasn't good enough. you got to do it again. It's like, holy shit, when does it end? <laughs> it's I, like, I, apparently never. Oh, my God. Um, I mean, I don't even know what else to say about this 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 mess that that, that we're currently in with. Like, there's like honestly on the show, other than the new day, what do I enjoy about it? And even the new day, I'm getting sick of seeing them because they wrestled the Dudley Boys every week, and I am so beyond sick and tired of seeing the Dudley Boys that it makes me not want to watch New Day matches. Boy, that honeymoon ended pretty quickly, didn't it? Well, you know, when you do it every single week, the act doesn't seem as cool now, does it? Yeah, I know. I call this well, the New Age Outlaws effect. And it's the we can only hope John Cena loses to Tyler Breeze at Hell in a Cell, but the um, oh, that's not going to happen. Well, <laughs> we're we're not that lucky. Um, you know the um, like the New Day 
it, it, to me, it's just like jokes have been made about it for so long, but it's just like every time something gets hot, it just like it's so transparent how quickly the act goes to Cena. Like every single time, like whether it's mm-hmm. Dean, Ambrose, Dean Ambrose, whether it's the New Day, whether it's Punk, whether it's uh, 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 what's his name, um, Bray Wyatt, whether it's you know Daniel Bryan, whether it's like it's it's fucking insane the amount of like things they do. I I like, and I'm sick of hearing it. I like I, I, this. The argument with John Cena is such a dumb one because it's it's complex and it's not just oh I hate Cena Cena sucks like it's it's too it's of course John Cena doesn't suck of course he's but like the way things are done around him and the way the company bends over backwards for him are frustrating I'm not saying that has anything to do with John himself or he's not a good guy like that's beside the point and. It's just so aggravating to me how much the company is just predicated on him and with this circular reasoning that, oh, John Cena's a star, but we make him a star, but he's a star. You've got to keep him out there because he's a star, but we make him a star. Like It's this endless circular logic that doesn't make any sense when you divorce it from the fact that, you know what, if you committed to anyone half as much as you committed to Cena, you probably would have a few more. Oh, exactly, yeah, and... You know, it is extremely frustrating when you have these acts, like the New Day, like CM Punk, and all these other guys, when they get over, I, and I'm enjoying watching them, they immediately put them with Cena, and then I just stop caring, because then it just turns into the same old shit. It's like, you know, I'd like to have something I like that's completely separate from John Cena. I would probably enjoy the show more. Yeah. It just, it reminds me of Triple H. Like, um mm-hmm. When he was on the show, he would always instantly attach himself to whatever was over, suck the heat out of it, then continue moving on. And yeah, yeah, and it's just like, I mean, I'm looking at the results of this show. Like, nothing about this show excites me. I mean, look, we had the opening where Austin introduces the Undertaker, and then Brock Lesnar doesn't want to fight him or something, and then like, what? Like, first of all, how is Brock the fucking heel in this in any? universe. Also, Are they just ignoring that Undertaker cheated like a bitch and cost him the title and acted like an asshole and, and cried because he lost? him and couldn't beat him correctly and like, it's just enough. Also, Dallas is the absolute worst crowd in wrestling. They're the markiest crowd that ever marked, if I can steal a Homer Simpson uh, phrase. It, they're just like, every time I see a Dallas show, I'm just like, N- yep, that's, that's WWE's ideal crowd is Dallas. Like, give me, like, Philly or Chicago or New York or something, because this is, you know, ugh. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I'm looking over this show. Um, okay, so Team Bella versus nothing Same shit, tag match. Mad. Yep. New Day against their 80th tag match against the Dudley Boys and John Cena. Seth Rollins beat Ryback. That was probably the one highlight of the show, because it was just Rollins getting a clean win. It's like, yeah, you should probably do a few more of those. If you're going to have them wrestle, stop making it feel like such an afterthought. And actually, to go back to that stat that you mentioned, that Seth has lost 18 of his last 20 or something, my question is, what the hell is he doing wrestling that many times on TV? Well, it's like they've, they've got to have him just constantly, they've got to have all their guys just constantly appear over and over and over for some odd, for some whatever reason. Again, that's the benefit of a one-hour show, NXT and Lucha Underground, just saying. 
Well, I don't get sick of seeing people. It's funny because people are like, well, if they're not there, the ratings will go down. First of all, the ratings have gone down more than they've ever gone down before. So I don't want to hear it. Second of all, whenever John Cena leaves, if that's your thought process, whenever John Cena leaves, the ratings don't fucking go down. Sometimes they go up. So I don't want to hear it. I do not want to hear if we don't put them on the show, the ratings will go down. No, if you oversaturate the goddamn brand and the products, then the ratings will go down. Can you imagine if every – I keep using Game of Thrones, but I think it's very apropos. If every Game of Thrones episode had, like, just Jon Snow the whole time, and all you saw was Jon Snow in fucking every segment, and you're like, holy shit, calm down. Like, you go episodes at a time without seeing someone, and then you're like, oh, cool, it's Jamie Lannister. You know, it's, it's – right. Raw doesn't have it. It's like, oh, it's it's Raw, so Cena will be here. And unlike a television show that ends after 22 weeks or after 11 episodes, get, yeah, something like that, or or whatever, it goes on every day, every um, every week, multiple times a week. So it's just like. I can get enough of you, and I have. And you have oversaturated. I mean, we say it every week, but they've oversaturated the market so much, and it's hurting their own product. At some point, whenever those negotiations come up, and I know I sound like a broken record with this, they need to tell USA no because it's it's killing them. It is absolutely killing them. I cannot think of a great three-hour raw since. I mean, I, I think there was a few of them. There was the the Mark Henry one. Uh, was that a three-hour one? Yeah, no, because that was all after. Because the three-hour one started in 2012, summer of 2012. Okay. So there was a few in 2013. And I want to I point out that, that WrestleMania 29 to WrestleMania 30 was probably their best creatively year in, like, years. And they did that with the three-hour show. So you can only imagine if they had the two hours, what they would be able to do with it. I mean, even two hours might be too much. I think an hour and a half might be fine. But um, it's just they, – they've got to say no because it is just so bad. It's just so bad, Patrick. Oh, it's extremely bad. And it's it makes the show even more of a chore to watch. And, you know, you've got other options on Monday nights. Uh, you know, Monday night football, um, even – you know, Gotham is not even that great of a show. I will gladly I, I get more out of watching Gotham than I do fucking Raw. And Raw and Gotham is one of the most heavily flawed shows on TV. Yes, it is. But I but Gotham's only on for an hour. So I yeah, don't need is. to deal with Gordon's insanely emotional decisions for longer than I do everyone else's <laughs> crap on Raw. Exactly, exactly. Um uh, what else? Uh the six-man tag match that they're going to do again at Hell in a Cell. Boy, I'm oh excited god. about that shit. Jesus. Oh, my God. That's so... Like, all right, at Hell in a Cell, we're getting Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt in the Hell in a Cell match. Is this the end? Do you promise? Because I can't see this match anymore. And that's well, the other thing. You build up these matches as pay-per-view matches, so presumably you want us to think of these as, like, main events and special attractions or whatever. And they've been building, quote, building this feud for months. I swear to God, I feel like I've seen them wrestle each other on TV once a week for the well, entire they, duration of the storyline. They do. They they talk about, um, uh, you know, they they, they do the, um, the six-mans, like, every week. So mm-hmm. it's some shape or form they're fighting each other like it's it's just it's just such bad program i mean they make you sick of seeing something it's crazy yeah they 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 certainly do um 
Well, you know, the thing, I mean, I like that's that's pretty much it on the show. I, I, I don't know what else to say. It's yeah, and I think with Hell in a Cell, we're getting to a point where they're going to wrap up a lot of this stuff. Like, all right, the Seth and Kane thing is going to end, and hopefully the Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt thing is going to end, and we're just going to move on from there. But you know what? It's just going to move into the next cycle. It'll they'll create a bunch of new matches, and then they'll do those matches eight hundred times, and we'll get sick of seeing those too. Yeah, I mean, I don't even care where it goes. Normally, I'm like, oh, what's next? Like, what's the next overexposed um, feud they're gonna do? And then it's like, I don't even care to even ask that question now. Like, okay, so Seth's gonna be Kane. Kane won't be in quote-unquote power anymore, even though he's not really in power, because everyone answers to Triple H and Stephanie, so that's not really a thing. Uh, <laughs> like, what do I care for, you know? what? Like, why do I give a shit? Um, we don't. That's the thing. And, you know, as wrestling fans, there are other options out there. I will say this for anybody interested. Uh, New Japan World, the streaming service that New Japan has, just got English commentary, so... Oh, yeah, I'll take a yeah. look at that then. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, Kevin Kelly and Matt Stryker. They're not terrific, but it, it's better than what you get on Raw, so, hey. Yeah. All right, anything else we should talk about? Uh, I don't know. We've, uh, we haven't done a show in a few weeks. What have we missed? Um, I don't know. I was, I was away for a little bit. Um, I don't know. What did we miss? You, you, you catch me up. Uh, well, you touched up on it, uh, Lucha Underground Season 2, it's official, we we talked about that on the last episode, but a taping date has been confirmed for November 14th, so it's going to be here in 2016, thank God. So we think January is the most likely time for that? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Which um, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for that. Yeah, yeah, because how much do they normally, like, film in advance normally? Like, like, the finale was filmed in, like, for August was filmed in maybe, like, May? I think so. That sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, so, so that'll that'll be good. Um uh, do, 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 do. Oh, did you get a chance to see uh Takeover Respect? No, I didn't. Okay, uh really good show. Check it out. Okay, I will. Yeah, I know. I was I was preparing for a vacation and then being on that vacation, so I did not um get much of a chance to do Well it's Disney, so I might take a vacation to Disney myself. It's just so good. How much yeah. Star Wars stuff do they have up there now? Um, lots of merchandise. Um, not so much, not so much anything in place yet because they haven't started construction. Okay. But lots of merchandise and stuff, so it's quite good. Um, all right, I think that's it of a ranting one. This is a good ranting one if you like <laughs> us being pissed off. Um. Yeah, so I think that's it, everybody. Uh, keep checking us out on the Brainosaur and on here. Favorite, like, tweet, share, all that Internet stuff for us, please. And uh, we'll see you next week for uh, this show. I'm Eric Clancy and Patrick Kelly, and we are... Signing off.